Hello and welcome, and this is the Ecom Podcast. In today's episode, we have Sofia De Silva. She is the founder and CEO of Ray's Beverages. Ray supplies a line of coffee alternative beverages made with adaptogens and superfoods to provide natural energy and immune-boosting properties. The Ray's promise is to always deliver a healthy and plant-based product that is low in sugar and made with 100% real ingredients. Growing up in a multicultural household, Sophia has always been interested in food. She tried out many diets and fads and finally found find out what worked for her. In her experimentation, this led her to become a certified holistic nutritionist. A trip to Portugal to visit her grandmother led her to her greatest discovery. She, Her grandma loves coffee and it led her to jitters, stomach upsets, and increased anxiety. And to combat this, she had Ancient herbal alternatives that made her feel energized and invigorated. After that summer, Sophia came back with even more knowledge about herbs and the power of adaptogens. She knew that she had to share this with the world, and this led her to launch Rays. So let's welcome Sophia to the show. Sophia, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Of course, it's uh, it's amazing having you after like planning this for some time and actually getting down to recording. You know, yeah. talking about raise and you know you're about to launch a raise, so this might be yeah, a great no. thing to do. No, this is amazing. I'm really excited because first of all, this is my first podcast, and I'm we're really close to to launching, and I think it's just a great opportunity to talk about um, the story, and it's just great to to sit and chat with you for sure. So, I mean, I read your story and I found mm-hmm. it amazing, and uh, I know when you found out what your grandma was doing. I know this changed everything for you. Yeah. So talk about that trip to Portugal. Like, what was your grandma doing? And, you know, talk about the whole process of her drinking coffee and having jitters. And yeah. Which led you to where we are today. Like, that trip. What was that aha moment? That blink? Yeah. Off? There was definitely a moment. So just to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in a multicultural household. So I'm half Portuguese and half Pakistani. Sure, yeah. And so I grew up with lots of different foods and different herbs and ingredients. And I just always loved uh, food. Um, but anyways, I, I just started experiencing with different like cooking and, and everything. So just to that was already like a big source of inspiration for me. And every time we would travel to Portugal, it was just amazing to like, just experience another another culture. So that's something that's really important to me. But um, the the trip to Portugal was, yeah, when I had that moment. Um, this was right after I graduated from holistic nutrition. So again, it was already something that I was really passionate about. But I went to visit my grandmother. And um, yeah, she she's always been the type of person that I really admire. Like she has her own garden and she she cooks really natural and really healthy and just is an amazing like power woman but there was one thing that she just couldn't have anymore and that was coffee because um yeah like she would just get like anxious and stomach jitters and all that stuff and she introduced me to this root called chicory root and that was the first one that I've kind of that I kind of heard coming from her and chicory root is um is a a root when you roast and grind it actually has the flavor of coffee but there's no caffeine and it's really amazing for um, your liver and there's antioxidants so I started drinking that with her every day because I mean Portugal is like a big country of coffee as well but I just wanted to support her so I drank that with her every day and I found that I was feeling great um that the the kind of the coffee craving was satisfied because of the taste and I ended up bringing some back to Canada. So that was really when it started. Um, and again, like there was always other things that she would show me, but chicory was really the first one that I'm like, this is interesting. Like I haven't seen this anywhere. Um, it does like kind of touch upon all those like benefits without compromising the flavor, which is really tough to find something that has those two mm-hmm. properties together. And how long ago was this? Um, so that was about two and a half years ago. Two and a half years. Yeah. So then um, two and a half years ago, I came back and then I, I decided to move to Toronto. And we can get into this later as well. Sure. But I decided to move to Toronto because there was just a bigger market um, for what I wanted to do. But I didn't 
know that yet. Um, so I brought this like instant chicory mix that my grandmother got for me because I told her that I really liked it. And when I moved here, that's the only thing I had in my apartment. I was just like, my friends would come over and they're like, do you have coffee? And I was like, well, I have this chicory um, instant powder if you want to try that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, surprisingly, everyone was really into it. Like they were like, oh, this actually tastes like coffee. It's fine. Yeah. So then um, we, I finished that. And then, I mean, that was the only jar that I had. So I started shopping around for like in health food stores and trying to see if there was anything similar. Um, there are a few, uh, you know, chicory blends that exist, but again, they're all instant and I couldn't find anything that, um, was using this ingredient in kind of like a functional, like a ready to drink way that had amazing branding as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really the aha moment. I was like, there, there is a gap in the market for something that's that can provide energy, that could provide um, good flavor without it being high in sugar or high in caffeine. So it was kind of like a small little gap that that I found. And from there, I started, you know, also thinking about, okay, not just focusing just on the chicory, just being like, this could be a line of other beverages that people can reach to using ingredients that are similar in properties, but again, without compromising the the like nutritional integrity and the the sugar and all that stuff, which is a big problem that a lot of the beverages have or that we, you know, consume too much sugar as a society as well. For sure. Yeah. And like you went around looking for this chicory root, you couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Did you already know that when you found out that I don't want this, this thing doesn't exist out there. Were you like, okay, boom, I'm going to go start <laughs> a beverage company. How did this even lead to yeah. beginning? I want to, package this I want to sell it in like a a bottled drink yeah oh my god that is a loaded question because I feel like there's so many contributing factors um so let me try to just think about it so okay so after I um graduated from nutrition school um I was like so inspired by a lot of people like even in my class and just hearing about all these food entrepreneurs and I just knew that I didn't want to be sitting like one-on-one consulting with someone about nutrition even though I would do that for my friends and family like I knew that I wanted to do something more something in the product space like it's just something that always gravitated towards me and actually there's kind of a funny story I I used to make vision boards in university. Um, oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. Too. I, I still do it. I still do them too. I did it one on New Year's. It visualizing whatever you want to do in yeah. the future. You know, it keeps you focused on the mission. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. amazing. And I would definitely recommend everyone to just start visioning what they want because it's incredible. I mean, I, I did my first vision board um, when I was in second year university. So really far out from even going to nutrition school, like, mm-hmm. But I put a picture of Bethany Frankel, so people who know who she Bethany, is. Uh, skinny girl? Yeah, skinny, skinny girl, girl cocktails. Yeah, I've seen her on Shark Tank. Yeah, so yeah. she's amazing and for some reason has always been someone that I'm really like, I don't know, like infatuated with. Almost mm-hmm. just like she's amazing because is it, she's... Is it because she's like she's a boss and she yeah, just started her own company? She and, just started her own company. Like I had read her book, which was actually pretty inspiring. And she had this whole empire that she built completely on her own. Mm-hmm. And I remember literally cutting out a picture of Bethany Frankel and putting it on my second year university vision board when I still had no idea that I wanted a product, especially in the beverage space. Like I, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how that happened. You're just inspired by her story, her come up. And yeah. Did you know that even putting her picture up, were you inclined to saying that I'm going to be an entrepreneur later on down the line? Because, or you just, I don't, this is like the, she's a woman, you're a woman and yeah. she's just so successful and you looked up to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that in my mind, I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I just thought that what she was doing was amazing. Yeah. So maybe I guess it, it kind of it means the same thing at the end, but I, I would just really thought that she was amazing. And I'm like, I wish that I could kind of be like her. So I guess I did want to, I did want to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know it yet, but that was like the first kind of glimpse of like, okay, I kind of want to do my own thing. And then, but when I, and then when I got into nutrition school and I did it, I was like, this is definitely the space. Like, this is a space for me. Like I've seen so many differences with people that I I'm around and myself. Um, with the way that you eat and, and the sourcing and all that stuff. So then, um, but that was in Ottawa. And then knowing the Ottawa market, I was just not sure if I could, you know, flourish, I guess, in the way that I wanted to. And I started looking at opportunities in Toronto because I just love Toronto as a city. And every time I would come, I'm like, oh, there's so much innovation in that space. And it was just so attractive to me. Um, and then I found 
this amazing internship with someone in Toronto who actually opened up her own superfood cafe. And she was kind of the first person that was close to me that did something amazing and out of the ordinary and in the space. And she was just, again, like someone else that I immediately started looking up to. And she took me in as her intern. And I kind of saw like the back end of building a business because she opened up her cafe maybe six months after I started working with her. Um, So it was really cool to kind of see a glimpse of that. And I'm like, this is like firing me up. Like, I love this. Your juice is flowing. You're just like, I really like, I love people who just get you going. Yeah. Just like, there's some people I know that were launching businesses and they're just killing it. And you Mm -hmm. you look at them like, it actually happened to me when I was in San Francisco. This guy, uh, his name is Everett Taylor. Mm. When I visualized my life and he's like about 30, he launched about two companies, Forbes, uh, 30 under 30 for marketing. Uh, Really like such an innovative mind with the products he's done. Mm -hmm. He has like his own parent company, Everett Taylor Enterprises, and he has PopSocialGrowthHackers.com. So he did all these things and I met him and I'm like, wow, this is the type of person I mm-hmm. exactly want to be. So I totally understand where yeah. you're coming from when you, and this is uh, the nut, nut bar. Nut bar yeah. yeah. So shout out to nut bar. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's all super food related and it's great. Um, and then, yeah, so that was kind of my first entering to in the world totally of awesome. the wellness space in Toronto. And it was amazing. And that's, it, it really did motivate me to kind of learn more about the space. And then once I, you know, then with the whole chicory thing that I had been thinking about, this kind of happened at the same time when I was looking at the the different options in the health food stores and all that, because I had traveled to Portugal just a few months before actually moving to Toronto. So this kind of all was happening at the same time. And then I I just like had that idea in the back of my mind. I was like, I want to do something with this. I don't know. And at the end of the day, actually, the first person that I talked to about this idea was my boss. So and she was, of course, so supportive. And she was like, of course, you should do this. But like, you know, talk to as many people as you can. So I started talking to her. And I remember that her advice was really like, because I was like, what do I do? Like, how do I start something? You know, mm-hmm. like you've done it. You've she's done like, it she's like, talk to as many people as you possibly can. So I took that really seriously. And I started just reaching out to everyone that I could. And thankfully, I was in a position where I was working at a, at a cafe. So I had a lot of social interactions every day. And my customers kind of became one, like my market research. And two, like I met a lot of amazing people there. So you never know like who you're going to meet. And that was just kind of like how the ball started rolling mm-hmm. and how I started talking to a lot of people. And then finally through there found a product developer who was really like the first big step of, okay, like actually creating something. So you met the product developer through uh, Nutbar? Um, well, indirectly. I mean, I she introduced me to someone that was also in the product space and he introduced me to the product developer that I currently use. Um, and then... I feel like I'm fast forwarding really fast, but even before then, like it was just me making these drinks in my kitchen and sampling it. Just making it, yeah. like this mixing different oh, yeah. things, testing blender I, everywhere, like yeah, that that's kind what of I stuff. want to talk to you about too. I mean, making a drink is mm-hmm. is no joke. No, it's like you got to be really precise with everything you're putting it in. Yeah, and bottling it, and I feel like that's what I really want to talk to you about. Is yeah, creating a beverage company mm-hmm. from the ground up. So you meet the product developer, uh, you know, how do you guys, dis- you pitch the idea, of course, right. like, hey, like, what do you think about this thing? Yeah. And then were they excited about it? Would they say, like, what was their reaction when you told them about what you yeah, want to do? Yeah, that's, his reaction was pretty funny. Um, well, before, <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I skipped over the part where I completely would destroy my kitchen, like, every weekend. Oh, yeah, and sure just that. like Tell us what it's like. Yeah, I mean, because I've always lived with a roommate since I've moved here, mm-hmm. and it was just funny because they just expected this when they would come home they're like okay she's using the kitchen let me not go in there for like the next two hours yeah Yeah. so I was just experiencing with different because when I decided I was like okay I don't want to just focus on chicory I want to do other um, adaptogens and herbs and all those things which I had really learned about in nutrition school Mm -hmm. um, like all the benefits of of different herbs so I, I knew that I wanted to include more and so I was just playing around with flavors all the time and I wanted to get people's advice and I wanted to test it out, which I think is a big important part of the process is like, you can't just keep it to yourself and do it on your own. You have to, 
test it out on people and see what they're receptive to. So even if I'm making it in the kitchen, um, it just kind of like brought the idea alive. I was like, okay, this is like my drink, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, now it's a completely different thing because I was, you know, using pure coconut milk and like all these things that made it an unsellable drink in the way that my product developer, when he met me, he's like, you know, these drinks are like 450 calories right now. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm using pure coconut milk. It's like, okay, but take it down a notch. (laughs) So those were like the few little things. But um, when I came to my product developer with the idea, he like I brought all my drinks in a little basket and like I laid them on the table and I told him the idea and he was right away like he's an amazing person but I think he just wanted to kind of test me and he was asking me all these questions about like logistics and how how does he think that I'm actually going to do it and I didn't know any answer I didn't know anything and then I was so stressed because I'm like okay this guy's gonna think I'm a joke like he's not gonna take me on Mm. um but he was really just kind of trying to gauge where I was at how serious you were about yeah and like really about it yeah I think he was just trying to really gauge like my personality and my passion because Mm. I really don't think that he expected me to know those answers because Mm -hmm. we're there's still some questions on those on that list that we're still figuring out Mm -hmm. so I think he was just putting it all on me and being like hey this is gonna be serious like if you come on to, you know, actually want to do this, like, these are the things that you have to think about, which was really great in retrospect. I think that it was a great way to do it. But he, you know, I made him taste the drinks and it was all good. Like, he didn't, he liked them. It's just that there was, he knew as a product developer, he's like, I know that this needs to be, you know, readjusted in so many ways or whatever. And like, you think there's so many things I didn't know, like the shelf life, like the pH levels and, you know, the sourcing of the ingredients, like, so many things in the in the back end yeah, for sure i mean you're like starting a company mm-hmm. from the ground up like of course you're not going to be refined yeah. to the t about the things you need to put in your drink right exactly so like what do you tell you what are the things the <laughs> criteria is that uh, who, like, oh my god this is oh yeah go on no it was a, it just feels like such a long time ago now and this was two years ago um well he was asking me a lot just a lot about like i think where i see it go and um, like if I had studied the market at all, if I knew where I wanted to sell, if I knew how much I wanted to sell it for, like really questions that you would ask later on. But again, like just to kind of gauge mm-hmm. what I want to do. But the the first step we had was to like rehash all the recipes because you have to start, you have to know um, that it's going to be like a sellable product. So obviously the thing I was saying about the coconut milk, it's like you have to think about the nutritional facts and you have to think about, okay, no one's going to buy a drink that's more than, you know, 250 calories, let's say, for per bottle. So now we have like an amazing flavor and texture, but at 150 calories per bottle with like eight grams of sugar and little, little tweaks like that, that he knew from experience. And then, um, you know, just like, okay, where are you going to get your bottles? Where are you going to produce? Where are you going to store? Who are, who's going to distribute your product? Where are you going to distribute your product? Like all these questions are still things that, I mean, we figured out the majority, but that was like a lot to take in. And I think he wanted me to know, like, you're in for some work. But I have to say, like, he was definitely the, the person that has helped me, like, bring it to where I am now, because without a good product, you don't really have anything. And you can have a great concept behind it. I, I was really, really strong on, obviously, my, like, I, the product has to be natural for me. It has to be low in sugar. It has to be um, healthy. It has to be using all these herbs. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult when without adding any preservatives and harsh emulsifiers and chemicals. That was something that we not we didn't butt heads like he respected that but his experience is at like Nestle and Tesco and Sobeys where a lot of the products have like additives and things like that Mm -hmm. so find I think the biggest struggle was really finding a way to make a natural product work while it tasting good and just like staying within what I want it to be um, which is a healthy drink and you said like he's bringing you on that's one thing you said mm-hmm. about like, is he part of some company that he has other food and beverage companies that he's working with or um he so he used to work like i said he used to work at a 
uh, for product development, like over, he has like thir- over 35 years of experience. Um, but now he has his own company. So he's like a food consultant, basically a product developer. Mm-hmm. And he, a lot, he works with a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, which is nice. He like works with a lot of food entrepreneurs. And so he understands that we don't have like as many resources. Um, and he's really respectful of that. Um, so I think that that was amazing. And I really credit that to the fact that I was able just to find great people in my network and something that I would definitely highlight for anyone that's starting out is just like, you need to find, you need to be able to reach out to people and find people that want to help you. And a lot of people want to help you, which is great. Um, but I would have never been able to find him if I didn't really put myself out there. Um, and yeah, like I, I really can't highlight that enough it's for sure and now you finalize the drinks right because mm-hmm. i saw i saw your flight the what's the thing oh the cell sheet that the i cell showed, sheet you. you showed yeah. me yesterday um those three flavors mm-hmm. have you tested the market like how did you solidify these are the three flavors when i launch with yeah and what kind of feedback did you get back yeah. to, to let you know that this is what we're gonna move yeah that's a really good question. Um, so the chicory for sure was just something that I wanted to include. Um, and because it has like that coffee, you know, vibe, I wanted to create some sort of like take on an ice latte. So that was, that's the one, uh, the one flavor. And we've added chaga, which is a medicinal mushroom that's really high in antioxidants and medicinal mushrooms. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're, they're just really, really, really like a nutritional powerhouse in so many ways. And then I have a turmeric-based one and a matcha-based one. And the way that I came up with those flavors, the chicory was just a given because I'm like, I need to represent my grandmother and why I'm doing this in a way. And I and I personally love it. Yeah. yeah. And I personally love it. And I had indirectly tested that on many people. I know it was mostly my friends, but I knew that there was something there. And then the turmeric and the matcha, I have to say, like, just being in the wellness space and working at Nutbar, I, I actually had the opportunity to use my customers as a market base. Like I would have interactions with them every day. And a lot of them would, would tell me like, I'm feeling tired, but like, I don't want more coffee. Um, you know, can I do something instead? Or like, what do you recommend or what's good for me? And a lot of people used to like, I had that nutritional knowledge, but a lot of people also gravitated towards a turmeric latte or a matcha mm-hmm. latte because they're not as, you know, like matcha has a bit of caffeine, but it's a more sustained, um, you know, surge. And turmeric is just so great for um, for anti-inflammation. And it just gives you that buzz without you even having to need any caffeine because it's so, so powerful. Sure. Um, so I narrowed it down that based on what um, was happening in the wellness scene at that time. Mm-hmm. And still is just ingredients that are so common and also really wanted at the same time um and then in terms of like testing it out i i honestly i didn't i did a few focus groups but i felt like it was like very friends and family so then i started expanding it to uh with my mentors so i i have a lot of mentors that i just decided to like it was it started just as conversations then i decided to like solidify the relationship and just be like can you like officially be a mentor which i think is important to do mm-hmm. because it's it de- differentiates just from like having you know coffee with someone and being like okay like we're going to talk about this and and like that you kind of know that they're okay um sharing their time which mm-hmm. is something that you have to be you know respectful of so i started asking my mentors if they wanted to be part of focus groups and if they knew people and i just that's how it kind of developed. Um, and then with the guidance of my product developer too, he, you know, he's really good. <laughs> and honestly, his wife is probably my best um, tester because she's like the most honest person ever. So I'm like, if he's being nice to me, I don't know. Like, I just want always, I just, all, I always probably, want right? her to, t- oh yeah. yeah. She's told me many times at one point, she's like, that's not going to work. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I actually have that feeling too. So we worked towards that so I had I feel like I did a lot of like informal focus groups but Mm -hmm. I knew just just from my background and being in the industry I knew that those flavors were flavors that people could get excited about and then it's not just that it's turmeric and matcha and chicory like every single drink has an adaptogen which again adaptogens are um I mean probably not everyone has heard of that word but it's really just any herbs or superfoods that help your body adapt to stress and that have very functional Uh, benefits. So for each drink, so for the chicory, there's the chaga, which is very 
which is amazing. And then the turmeric has a gink- has ginkgo and the matcha has moringa. So those would be the adaptogens that go within each drink. Sure. <laughs> so the drink sounds like very promising and I, I'm so excited mm-hmm. to try it out. Uh, talking about like the drink yeah. market, the beverage market, the space that you're in. Yeah. What are some other competitors doing in your space right mm-hmm. now that really solidifies their name? Like, Give an example of like one major drink people and their company name. And the, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> okay, like who are you competing with? Yeah. That way, can give us like a benchmark of like the kind of space you're in. Totally. So, if, are you creating a new space? Or are you like competing yeah. with certain people? And yeah, who are those people like competing with? Like, people drink a lot. Totally. The beverage industry is so interesting, which is what I've learned. But um, one of the biggest companies I would say that I'm competing with is this company called Four Sigmatic, mm-hmm. and they focus on mushrooms. Um, they focus on like mushroom, medicinal mushroom drinks, but they do have like a chick, uh, not chicory, sorry. They have a like a hot chocolate. They have a matcha. I think they have a turmeric drink. They have a lot of amazing products, but um, so they're definitely the same vibe, and they they provide kind of a functional. Uh, a functionality that a lot of other beverages don't have. And that's why they're, I think that they're great. Uh, the only thing is that they're instant. So the way that I'm differentiating is by being ready to drink, which I think in the ready to drink space, there isn't anything like Braze because it's, there's the added function as well as all these incredible ingredients, just all in one ready to go. Um, the other, you know, companies that are, doing really well are like the kombuchas and the green juices but again it's different because it's not providing the same type of functionality um so i would have to say yeah like the biggest one would be anything that uses um adaptogens or like functional ingredients and i feel like a lot of them are still in powder form um there's a there's you know there's a company in the states called rebel that is probably that's the most similar to mine but um they're in the States right now and they also have done an amazing job and they're bringing adaptogens to the forefront, which honestly at the end of the day is just something that's incredible because if I can get people to buy, you know, a healthier product instead of, you know, their fifth coffee or like, I know I'm being dramatic, but people in Toronto drink a lot of coffee. Oh, trust me, I believe you. I drink, <laughs> yeah. today I've drank three already. Yeah. And like, to be honest, like, I just want to say this as a disclaimer, I'm not against coffee. A lot of people are like, do you hate coffee? (laughs) I just don't. I mean, again, like the hot cup of coffee in the morning is completely irreplaceable, I find. But um, there, yeah, there, there should be an option that and you don't have to compromise, like you don't have to compromise on like, the sugar being too high or like, okay, but if I have this, if I just grab a cold brew, that's great. It's like a healthier, you know, cleaner coffee, but also there's still really high caffeine. So Mm -hmm. in the new, in the beverage space, I feel like it's a very new category, um, here especially. And then there are a lot of cool companies just including, um, you know, new adaptogens and stuff, but again, powdered form, like even some protein companies like Vega protein. And then there's, um, like ancient nutrition, they they have these, um, you know, protein powders or bone broths that they're including these ingredients in, but again, not ready to drink. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just a great, you know, new space to be in. I'm excited. I'm really excited for people to be discovering these adaptogens and ingredients. So now that you're back, you know, you've uh, tested your product out, Mm -hmm. you know, the initial, the next stage is to launch, you know, this year. Yeah. So talk about your launch strategy. What's next? I mean, when can I get a taste of race? I know. I feel really bad sitting here right now, not having. Bring me something. I know. It's so mean. (laughs) No. So the the backstory of that um, is because we, as I mean. I didn't think this was going to, I thought for some reason that everything was just going to go perfectly, which is not what happened and is what all my mentors had told me. They're like, by the way, like don't expect everything to go perfect on your first trial. So we had a trial run in January and that was really just to test out like the operations of it and how it was going to work. Test out how to, you know, making it in a bigger batch is always different than making it in small batch, which we have been doing for testing. So 
when we did it in January, um, yeah, a lot of things, I mean, I don't want to sound again, too dramatic, but not everything went as planned. So because we're using all natural ingredients, um, the emulsifier that we were using didn't bind the coconut milk properly. Mm -hmm. So there ended up being too much of a separation. And I know that my, you know, my market is, is receptive to, you know, shaking the bottle before they, they drink it because natural separation is again, it's, I mean, it's natural, but it was a little bit too much. So we've been working on that now, fixing those little issues and those tweaks um, for our next production that is actually next Friday or actually this Friday. Wow. So um, there's a lot of things that you can't really predict. And that's why I don't have samples for you, unfortunately, but we will soon. Um, but we, we, I just thought that it was going to be like, yeah, we're going to have these bottles. I'm going to be able to get into stores and get get the ball moving but honestly there were just so many little issues that we had to address and at the end of the day it just ends up making it a better product because if we deal with these things now then I know that you know future customers don't have to deal with it and that's you know my my main priority is for people to have a good experience with the with the product um and that being said uh after our first after our production run next week that's when we we start you know getting into some retailers and keep doing uh, events and partnerships that we've been doing already. So this past month, I've been just part of a few different organizations, one being FemBot. Um, I'm part of the Forum for Women, for Women Entrepreneurs. I work at this co-working space called Make Lemonade, and everyone has been really supportive and, um, you know, has kind of like partnered with me. So I was able to use that as well as kind of like, okay, this is the kind of introduction into the into the world. Um and then after that, we're really planning on focusing on uh, retail, but I want to be more of like a lifestyle brand in the way that I want to be in places that are part of someone's routine. So we're really going to uh, focus on like boutique uh, yoga studios, gyms, uh, like healthy coffee shops and eateries, and then partnering with like fun events with, with brands that we like and that align with us. And like, do you know, I mean, with the retailers that or the select, can you say that now? Or? Um, I, I mean, I, I can't officially say all that now because we're gonna do a fun announcement for all of them. Um, but we do have, like, we have, we do have a few events coming up that I can share for sure. Like, we're in April, we're doing um, this uh, fashion show and night market called We Run the World, mm -hmm. and it's uh, featuring sixty different uh, women vendors, and we'll be part of of their of their event. And then, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to, we're just working on all those partnerships right now. So I really wanted to keep it exciting, but it's definitely going to be in, um, like your health food store and, uh, I don't know, like healthy coffee shops and, and eateries and things like that. We just really want to not just be something that you like pick up when you're grocery shopping, but just really like part of your day, mm -hmm. which I think is an important place to be in. So now like in your vision mm -hmm. board, you know, like Oh, us being <laughs> visionaries, how do you see Rays mm -hmm. playing out? Like in your mind, how do you see, if you were to say six years from now, where yeah. do you see Rays? Like what's in your mind? Well, I have like definitely a lot of plans for Rays. Mm -hmm. I, I see it as a, as a company that could expand in terms of flavors and different lines. Um, so that gets me really excited because there's so many ingredients and superfoods that I want to showcase. And now that I've been working on these three flavors, like I know that I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm like, okay, I want to launch a next one. And everyone's like, calm down, yes. launch the first ones first. <laughs> yeah. um, but so I see it as being able to really expand in terms of the flavors and just the education is, I think, a big part of what I want to focus on, too, in terms of like the company and its values. I want to be able to um, educate people on why they should be choosing this kind of beverage or like, why am I drinking a mushroom or like, why am I, you know, doing that? So I, I want to, you know, I don't know exactly how it's going to pan out, but I definitely want it to be a space where people can get educated about nutrition and about the ingredients. And then just like keeping in tune with the functionality of where like our life is going, like people are more and more busy, more and more overworked, more and more stressed, which is not, you know, it's, I'm not saying this with like, I don't know. I think it's it's a little bit stressful to think about that, how people are becoming very dependent on on other things. But I want to be able to support that, like support the lifestyle that that people are kind of embracing right now. And yeah, eventually I would like to also 
do like a protein enhanced uh, line or like a tea based line, just something that could be suitable for everyone. And of course, I would like to be um, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. The next Bethany Franklin. You know? uh, yeah, I would. I mean, that would imagine be imagine someone like ten years from now has you on their vision board. How that would be. That would honestly be like the ultimate dream even like more than anything just having yeah. someone look up as like, someone Silva, like, yeah that would be it. that would be crazy it would be amazing because I still feel like even just talking to you like casually like uh, I'm really excited about this company but it's still so new obviously mm-hmm. like we're, we're about to hit the shelves and I'm just like I am like a big visionary and I feel like it's so important to like put yourself in the mindset that you've already done it mm-hmm. but honestly I think it would that will never feel real to me if that would ever if that were to ever happen. Anyways, that would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. It'll be amazing. Like someone just looking up to you. Uh, I don't know if you like listen to a lot of Gary V or you know, so, like, Gary. I do, I mean, I have Gary V's not the one I listen to all the time, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts for yeah, sure. There's one saying he has. It's uh, what is this? Legacy is greater than currency. Mm, I love and that. Ever since he said that, like my mindset just changed. It yeah, was just like more. Yeah. What impact? How can I make someone feel? How can I make totally. a change in someone's life? Even because, like, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. we're so invested in making it and, you know, mm-hmm. making a lot of money in our businesses and having financial freedom. But For sure. once you change that mentality to become more like, mm-hmm. hey, let's make an impact. Let's make a change yeah. in people's health. You know? I think that that, like, differentiates I don't know, like an authentic company and Mm -hmm. something that you want to get excited about because yeah, like of course financial freedom is one thing, but like even, you know, when when we were having our other conversations as well, it's like, I could tell how passionate you are about what you do. And honestly, like not everyone would just like keep going and going without being passionate about what they want to put out there in the world. And I think that you're like spot on with saying that you want to impact people around you. And in my case, it's impacting people and, and their health and showing them that there is like a delicious way to do that as mm-hmm. well that you don't have to compromise like you really don't you just have to look at other alternatives and it's a big thing about education too and that's why it's important like not everyone knows about this and that's fine but if i have you know if i can build a platform or a company that people can look to and be like okay this i know is a good option because of you know this this and this like that that would be such a win for me It'd be amazing for sure mm-hmm. and you know like talking about uh like persevering on and building Mm -hmm. a company i mean i've done that so many times it's like more it's just more ingrained in me now just to keep on going what are some challenges that you've had so far uh to get to where you are like where you're about to launch because launching Mm -hmm. a beverage company is no easy task there's like the whole manufacturing process scaling like oh yeah what are some tough stuff that you've gone through so far to get to this point so there have been a lot i'm trying to focus on the most Recent ones being, I mean, finding a place to to produce at a small stage is actually really tough. Like finding anything at in small quantities is pretty tough um, because a lot of the situations like, OK, like, are you going to get a co-packer or are you going to even finding the bottles? For example, it was like I couldn't find any bottles that I like that weren't like minimum order 100,000 bottles. And like, unfortunately, you can't do that. 100,000 bottles. Yeah, there was some there was a bottle that I really oh, wanted man. that was the minimum order was huge. So I found that was the same for a lot of of things. And that was kind of a struggle. Um, And, you know, like, I think that thankfully, I had the right contacts, because of my product developer in one hand, and also just being like open with the the fact that like, I'm a startup, like I can't afford to uh, that. And especially because it's so unsure, like, what if you order 100k bottles, and for some reason, that's actually not the right bottle, like you have to think about those risks. And that was something that we struggled with for sure. I did find a great bottle and it, it was a smaller you order. It from scratch or you I decided- didn't I didn't design it, but I looked I looked long and hard because I also wanted a glass bottle. Um I didn't definitely didn't want plastic. Um which is another big thing, like just the environment and, and making sure that I'm not putting more plastic into the world and finding a nice bottle that like little things that you wouldn't think about as a consumer maybe, but you would notice if it was any different, like this might sound weird, but the mouthfeel is very important. Like if the bottle That's has... That's not weird at all. Like, right? That is everything when you drink. Like the way yeah. it just surrounds your mouth and like 
no it can't be too small like it has to especially with the texture because yes. i have a coconut milk base like it's kind of like an iced latte if it's coming out of something too small or like too narrow like there's little things that i would have never thought that i would be debating on that i did so those little things really did add up but it was such a great learning experience and then um i think the struggle the biggest struggle honestly though has been just trying to like find that balance between still being like a young person living trying to you know live and enjoy their life their life um and still building a business on your own and i and i know that we've chatted about this and we definitely yeah, share agree that. Share that again. I mean, yeah I, I, I when i when we left the other day from having coffee like yeah i told you i, I felt so inspired just by you just like yeah. talking about Thank your story you. and everything you've done mm-hmm. so what are like some things like i mean being an entrepreneur and also being a solo founder too we yeah. haven't spoken about that you don't have a team yet no and you're still building your team and yeah you've like been able to do this all mm-hmm. alone like what are some things you do to to balance that life of being an entrepreneur and, yeah and being a startup founder yeah i think that's a great question and like for people that are listening that are you know going through it as well i think it's just such a good thing to talk about and I guess that would be something that I would suggest is just find people that you can talk about your struggles with because not everyone's going to understand so by that I mean really like coming off the the thing about talking as many people as you can try to be part of try to find a community especially if you're a solo founder finding like for example I joined the forum for women entrepreneurs I joined fembot I joined a co-working space um, and honestly, it may seem like a little bit of an investment at first, but it's so worth it, not only for your personal and professional development, but just like for peace of mind and for like to be able to sit down with some of the the people that I've met and have like an honest conversation about, you know, like a day to day struggle is just so nice to yeah. to have something on the receiving end. That's not like, oh, yeah, that, that must be tough. And again, I'm not saying this in a bad way, like some people won't understand, like your friends might not understand but that has been a huge thing. And I've been really just like, I always, always, you know, try to find a chance to meet For other sure. people that can help. So that's a big one. Yeah. I can also say that to you, even here, just being mm-hmm. at the, we're right now we're the fashion zone and I've been part of the fashion zone for like mm-hmm. the past three years. And I can honestly say if I was just busy working by myself yeah. with no, like the, mm-hmm. the camaraderie you get when you're with other entrepreneurs actually makes you keep going. Totally. I feel like, even though sometimes I say, yeah, you know, like I never give up, I never whatever, but at least 70% of not giving up is yeah. the people who are surrounding myself with. Like when I see other people like totally. persevering and they come, hey man, we just, mm-hmm. our Kickstarter killed it. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like, oh, we just did yeah. 90, 100K. Yeah. Or we just got a, we just got on uh, well, Forbes. Like, Oh I'm my like, God. It's just hearing those stories, you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, we're coming up from the same spot and you're getting this recognition and it's you deserve, totally right? and it's possible and and then on the other end too it's also nice to be like oh i just had you know the shittiest meeting or like this investor won't mm-hmm. invest or whatever and on the other side being like oh my god that happened to me too like this is what you can do or whatever or just even just have someone to be like yeah i, I actually get it mm-hmm. so that's been a big thing another is just um mentorship has been really great because they like the people that mentor me have also told me like one of the main questions that they ask me every time we meet is like are you taking care of yourself which I think is amazing because a lot of the times you forget to take care of yourself because you're you end up kind of just like isolating yourself and and just working and it's not the right way to do it even though you're the only person you're like I can I have enough work to fill the days um it's not gonna you're not gonna go that far in my opinion if you burn out too early right like you're gonna you're gonna be able to do it because we're young and we can but it's not gonna last forever forever. so I really like though that had been like a big struggle for me and I only recently am I'm trying to I'm finding time for myself and really going back to the things that I like doing um and then another big thing and we've already mentioned this a few times during this episode is is visioning and doing honestly like I did a a new vision board um in December with my friends actually that was our New Year's Eve thing yeah (laughs) oh yeah I was like we're not going like we didn't we were just I'm from Ottawa so we were in Ottawa it was a cold night we're like let's just do a vision board we literally had a great night doing it and 
everyone had amazing things. And I, now I just like, I have it up in my room and it's just, you, it just puts you in a better mindset of like, okay, I already have these things. I just need to get to them. And they're already there. It's already there. It's like, like yeah. Will Smith, uh, there's this one motivational video, like I watched mm-hmm. a while ago and I always watch it from time to time. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just like, this is what I am. This is what I'll do. It's just like the world doesn't realize it. It's like, yeah, in your head, it's like, and I always t- uh, talk about this story. So last year, uh, my co-founder and I were building sneaker that mm-hmm. we wanted to win, you know, 25K. Yeah. And I remember telling you, I was just like, hey, remember when I uh, won 25K? I yeah. thought about this every single year Which to the insane. point like where it's like, I feel as if that I already have this yeah. prize. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And then when you yeah. get it, it's like you're excited, but it's like, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. It's like, yeah. it's like, ah, uh, I feel like I've already dreamed it. I feel like I've already been here. It's just like, this is not the physical part. You just have it. to like do it. Yeah, and, sure. and I know it's easy to say that just, just do it, whatever. But just having that tool of like creating a, a positive mindset is mm-hmm. really helpful. And, and honestly, so powerful. Once you start doing it for little things, then you realize you can kind of do it for, for anything. So I'm like very passionate about, about that and about, you know, just cultivating your mind to be able to do things that you didn't think were possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and in more in terms of like the beverage related space, like I have just seeked out mentors that are in food and beverage. Like I know that I don't know a lot of things about food and beverage, which is crazy, mm-hmm. but I've put myself in every possible situation to be part of that environment. Yeah. So the work at Nutbar, even if it's, you know, it's not a glamorous job. I didn't care. I was like, I just need to learn. And you're going to have to do unglamorous things, as we know, and definitely pick people that have skills that you don't have. So even though I don't have a team right now, I have subcontractors. So like my product developer, I don't know how to do branding. I have someone that did my branding. I have, you know, like my my board of advisors who who's like an expert in CPG products and like you have to seek out that help because you can't do that alone and you have to know when what you know is not enough. Like it's something that's important to, to really like, you can't think that you can do everything on your own and you have to just seek out that help. And obviously people in your industry are going to be um, the best people to go to. Mm-hmm. And if you're honest with them, it's not like you're, it's not a competitive space. Like everyone has a very unique Um, thing going on for them and it's only I feel like it's more about collaboration like you're not going to go and share all your secrets and your you know your recipes and everything but it's definitely a collaborative space and uh, you know pretty much gonna wrap it up in like five minutes but I raised the name such a beautiful name I mean how did you come up with that name and to name your brand that Oh my God. I love how you asked that. Cause I feel like it's such a good story. Yeah. Um, well it, it, it comes back to like the root of everything. And I say root because the word raise is actually the word root in Portuguese. So if you translate root in Portuguese, it's raise and it just worked in so many ways. Like one, I got this idea in Portugal, which is, you know, my roots are Portuguese, Portuguese yeah. chicory root. <laughs> it's a root. So um, that, and that was like the first introduction to like this idea that I had. So chicory root has been like a very big part of it. And I just love the way that raise sounds, to be honest. I think that it's a really positive word, if that makes sense. Like, a lot of pizzazz. Yeah. Like, I love that. Pizzazz. pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. Has a little zest into it. Yeah. Like, and it's very short. It's and short. Succinct and and like even thinking about because you have to think about that right like it took me a year and a half to find a name and it just never had that like click and even now if I'm doing like a hashtag on Instagram like raise up you know raise your vibration or like everyone it's wants to raise a marketing play yeah, yeah which is great because it actually means something to me and it works in marketing so mm-hmm. anyways don't get discouraged about finding a name I know it's it's tough but it was literally right in front of me the whole time. And I'm, and I'm so happy that it has some relationship to my, to my heritage and to my grandmother, because ultimately that's where the idea came from. Mm -hmm. And I even considered like putting her name and stuff, but she has like the most Portuguese name that it would never work. work No, no, it would never work for a drink name. So now I'm very, very happy with it. And what's like the, like you had Ray's, what Mm -hmm. was one name you were so close to, 
and then raise happen. Oh my god, I, I say them now, and I just I feel so disconnected from them. But one that I really liked was Willow. 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 So like drink like, Willow. Willow. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, like when you have a, it's like harmonious. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. It's a pretty word. Yeah. That's the thing. And then, um, indie was also another one. I N D I. Yeah. Um, because it was kind of like an alternative. And anyway. It just doesn't click anymore for me. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love Willow. Like Willow's, Willow's such a, nice. Such a nice okay, name. more than Ray's? <laughs> no, Ray's I'm just kidding. Ray's Ray's hits. And I feel like yeah. I've uh, I've adopted Ray's as Yeah. You know how when you can think of Nike as like Nike, it's oh like how do you visualize the drink drink? It's like as if yeah. it was made for the drink. And to disconnect my name uh, Ray's to Willow. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's like when you think of like Nike as something else. Like you can't think about just the name Nike. Yeah, and if and when you read the book, because the the book is great, Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. I would recommend you. You do see him go through the struggle of finding a name and what the name was before. Um, It's really great. It was. uh, I remember. I mean, I've read some Phil Knight stuff, but. Yeah, well, he had a company called Blue Ribbon. Blue Ribbon. Yeah, Blue Ribbon Sports. Yeah, and then he he just couldn't find. Then there was another one. It was like. Oh, I forget what it was. It was Dimension Six or something that Dimension he wanted. Yeah, Dimension something. I don't know if it was six or three or whatever, but that was he was like hell bent on that one. Like he really wanted that one, and then and then it ended up being Nike. But I don't want to give away too much of the story. <laughs> I mean, I already know some part of the stories, but one it's thing great. that I don't know if he mentions in the book, but the guy who designed the Nike logo, yeah, he paid him like twenty bucks. It was actually a woman. Oh, yeah, it was actually a woman, and yeah, it was like twenty. Yeah, it was something really, really cheap. Yeah, he just went twenty away. bucks, and it was like the it was the swoosh, the iconic swoosh that now is everywhere. Like I could literally never look at a Nike shoe the same way, and I I just I thought that story was incredible, just because you always you have to start somewhere, and mm-hmm. they also started really at the bottom like from scratch didn't make money for many years but he was so passionate and persistent and I really admire that and I feel like um yeah I feel like it's it's possible just when you have that belief like something that he knew is that he believed in in himself and a lot of people did not believe in him Mm. for sure but he always did he knew that Nike was going to be something huge this is just from the book he's saying this yeah. himself oh yeah he anyways can you now. tell that i love the book <laughs> <laughs> cool well Sophia, yeah. you know it's been great having you here talking about rays and hearing your story and your come up mm-hmm. uh where can people follow uh you and uh your company yeah well thank you so much for having me um yeah. as you know this is my first podcast episode you killed it. How do you feel, like, i after? feel good i feel like honestly you were saying that it would go by so quickly it really really it did, did. Yeah. um so thank you for having me mm-hmm. and um so you could follow me at drink raise um so it's drink r-a-i-z on instagram and i have a website drinkraise.com, which has a really fun game on it well game you can kind of like put in um what you're feeling that day and your mood and it kind of and it pops up with like the drink that's suited for you at that time which is kind of cool um so those are the two things and then if anyone has any you know questions or wants to email me for anything then i'm happy to give my email which is sophia with an f at drinkraise.com amazing yeah. and uh when can people accept, uh, expect mm-hmm. race to be on the shelves so now we're definitely hoping to get on the shelves by april mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna vision envision that vision because that. there's been a few delays but now we're really really close and i'm i'm excited to be able to share more and definitely in april we should be out there amazing yeah well this is the econ podcast i'm your host oino sinde and we'll talk to you next week again with a brand new episode Bye for now.